faith, belonging, and student preparation for a changing world. A conversation with President Tanuja Singh from the University of Indianapolis here on episode 90 of the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. You are welcome to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Bishop Trimble is on a mission to encourage you with the love of Jesus Christ so you can rise to your highest potential. On To Be Encouraged, Bishop Trimble speaks to a discouraged world with a good word on the pandemic, racism, the environment, human sexuality, and the state of the church, with a focus on centering your life on the love of Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a more needed time for an encouraging word to our world? This is your time to rise to your greatest potential and to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Hello, good people, and welcome to the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. This is the podcast where we look to offer an encouraging word to an often discouraged world, and I am your co-host, the Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. On this episode of To Be Encouraged, uh, Bishop Tremble and I had the pleasure of hosting President Tanuja Singh, the president of the University of Indianapolis. In this episode, President Singh shares her deep-rooted belief in creating a sense of belonging for students, emphasizing the importance of the student experience and mental health support. She highlights the university's proactive approach to preparing students for an ever-changing world, including initiatives in media literacy, faith-based support, and the in the ever-changing world, and including conversation about the impactful role of higher education, including for inclusive leadership. So it's an insightful conversation that we have here uh, today. This is part one of a two-part series of conversations, and we'll pick up uh, the second part of this conversation with President Singh in episode number 91 of To Be Encouraged. Right now, I invite you to just uh, tune in and focus for a few minutes with with, uh, Bishop Trimble and I as we speak with uh, the president of the University of Indianapolis, Tanuja Singh. Our guest today is President Tanuja Singh. She is the president of the University of Indianapolis in Indianapolis, Indiana. She's been in that position since July of 2023, so relatively recently. We're recording this in December of 2023. If Prior to that, she served as the provost and senior vice president of academic affairs at Loyola University in New Orleans. And in her career, she served at a number of universities and positions in her academic life and administrative roles, including uh, several responsibilities in marketing 
and and her and academic uh, services and other things that she's involved with. She's a it's a pleasure to have her with us and to welcome her to the University of Indianapolis and to the state of Indiana as our as a our podcast is often uh, centered on and uh, to the To Be Encouraged podcast. Bishop, would you help us welcome uh, President Singh? Well, welcome to my president, President Tanuja Singh of the University of Indianapolis. On behalf of all of the United Methodists in the state of Indiana, and particularly many of the alumni, some of whom I've had a chance to work with in my office, who are uh, who are, have been alumni of who are alumni of University of Indianapolis, we're glad to have you in the state of Indiana, in Indianapolis, and leading for such a critical time at this. So welcome. We're thank gl- you. Yeah, we're glad to have you with us, President Singh, and it's. We've mentioned that you're new to the presidency of UIndy. That's what we call it colloquially. Locally, I, I live in the neighborhood not too far away from the University of Indianapolis. We call it UIndy. My wife is a graduate of that uh, institution, and and we are focusing in some of our conversations here uh, to be encouraged with the uh, presidents of United Methodist Related Universities. But President Singh, give us a little bit of background on you in terms of what got you into the education world in the first place, and then perhaps any aspects that are faith-related that are influences upon your life that uh, led you eventually to become the president of the, of the University of, of Indianapolis. Well, first, thank you so very much, Dr. Miller, Bishop Trimble. I am very, very excited for this opportunity to speak on behalf of UIndy and all the encouraging work, all the exciting work that's going on here. You asked a very important question about the role of faith in my own journey as an academic. I was very fortunate to be born in a household where my grandfather was a Sanskrit scholar. And growing up, one of the things that we did was to talk about the role of faith as an inclusive opportunity to bring in people together and the role of faith in our life overall. So from the very beginning, I was very much in conversations, not simply faith as a just a tangible thing, but a spiritual, a an intellectual exercise as well. Interestingly enough, I was born in India, although I have been here now majority of my life. Interestingly enough, one of the first schools I went to was a faith-based schools uh, school, and the reason for that, oftentimes in India, was because some of the best schools were run by missionaries. So. My parents are very spiritual. Both my parents, uh, of course, college educated, you know, very, very much believers in higher education themselves were highly educated. They also always used faith as a as a centering and grounding mechanism by which we lead our lives. So faith has always played an important role in my life. As it translates to higher education, I believe In the past two roles, when I was at St. Mary's University, also at Loyola University in New Orleans, that ability to ground your conversations about our purpose in life, what we do, and having the ability to talk about faith within that context has been really important. So when I was invited for this presidency, it was really nice for me to know that those conversations that I can have around faith and grounding myself, my values, around this idea of faith was was really important. You also asked a question about how I got into higher education, and I am passionate about it. So I wanted to share 
a couple of examples of, of that. I truly believe that the impact that higher education have, has on the lives of people, the long-lasting impact that it has, and it truly transforms and changes lives. From the very beginning, as I got into higher education, I saw, even as a faculty, the the things we we were able to do with, with our students and for our students really had a lifelong impact on, on their journey. And of all the things people can do, I felt higher education was my calling. And that is where I saw the impact in a very tangible way. My background is both in business and physics and marketing and all that stuff. And I had done work with, with corporations. I had done work with not-for-profits. But where I saw my calling was truly this higher education field. I saw a very tangible impact. Students came back to me many years later and they would say, you know, that class that I had with you in probably small measures or more, they changed, uh, they, that had such an impact for me that I decided to do X. So higher education for me is not just a, a job. It is truly a calling. And I believe in my role as a president to be able to make it possible for all our students from all backgrounds, first gen, Pell eligible, underrepresented groups, it provides, what, what an amazing opportunity it provides for us to have that impact. So higher education for me is, and it sounds a bit cliched sometimes, but it has truly been a calling. And I'm very, very honored and humbled to be to be asked to lead this great institution. Well, Bishop Tremble, I know you love that word calling that she mentioned there, but uh, share some of the things that you had on your heart and your mind that you wanted to uh, have a conversation with uh, President Singh about. Well, I wanted to just tell President Singh, you have a a fan in Bishop Tremble. Uh, you, you don't know me, haven't had a chance to meet me, but several, you know, you have a number of United Methodists who are actually on your board. And one of my, actually the Dean of my cabinet, Dr. Lise Fulbright has met you and she said she sat with you for lunch and she's a she's she's a super fan of yours. And one of the things she talks about, which which really resonated with me was was your the early reports of your commitment to prioritizing the student experience. And you're you you can articulate this better than I can, but having sat on several university boards, I hear that talk talk about that, but I often wonder how can a president it's, it, it, who's the chief chief CEO of an institution which has tremendous pressures around fundraising and alumni development, how does the president really help make sure that the main thing is the main thing? And apparently this is something you brought with you in terms of prioritizing the student experience. How are you able to do that through your presidency directly or indirectly? How do, how do you approach that? Well, that's a great question. In fact, if you look at it, at the end of the day, everything we do, everything we do, the classes we teach, the opportunities we provide, ultimately, they are focused on the student. And one of the areas that is becoming very clear now through research and other, other publications is that the ability for a student to stay at an institution, graduate from the institution, find their calling, their purpose, their job, is a function of how they experience their academic journey. And that academic journey is classroom, 
It is whether they feel like they belong. It is a function of whether they feel that we are doing the right things for them. So I have had the great privilege of working very directly with students as a faculty member. And I still remember from the early days when I was a faculty, what I found probably the most fulfilling about my job was this ability to help them figure out what they want to do in life. You know, when they they come to us, particularly undergraduates and sometimes graduates too, they come to us still trying to figure out this thing called life. And the ability to provide some guidance, they're, they're smart students, they, they kind of sort of know what they want to do. And student experience is more than just the classroom. Student experience is how they experience the university in all its forms, whether it is the ability to have the conversations that we are having today, you know, about faith, about their journey, or lack of faith in many cases, or the ability to make a difference in the world, or how they experience whether they come to a place, whether it welcomes them as it should. So all those things together provide this experience we call the student journey. And there is enough, enough evidence now that says that students stay at an institution definitely for the academic quality, but this sense of what they call belonging. And if they feel they belong, that makes the biggest difference probably in their academic journey because then they can continue. So we have at UND an office of inclusive excellence, but it is also, there is a word in there called belonging. And our vice president for student affairs talks about this concept constantly, Dr. Amber Smith, from the spaces we design to the places of worship we have created for our students to common elements where students can have conversations beyond just their math class or their business class. So to me, that is a very, very important part of who we are. And it is something that I've had the good pleasure of, you know, an honor of leading in my previous institutions as well, because what students Successes, whether they graduate or not, whether we retain them or not, is a function of all these things. So we are emphasizing that. And uh, interestingly enough, you know, it's not hard for me to do. In fact, the other day I was meeting with students for dinner. We had our student government dinner the other day, and I stopped by every table. And I also test my hypotheses a lot. So I stopped by a table and I said, How is everything going for you? And this young gentleman who was a first-year student, he said, you know, it began, I, I wondered if I would belong or not. And I said, how do you feel now? He said, no, it's great. I really feel like the university cares for me as a person, as an individual, and I feel like I belong. And that, to me, is a further validation through every event. So I'll give you another thing we did. It, is, it sounds a little unimportant, but these little things matter a lot. So this year we decided we were going to have a holiday lighting ceremony at, at UND. We haven't done this. And I asked our vice president for student affairs, hey, can we do something that makes this place look and feel joyful? We'll invite the alumni. And to their credit, they responded right away. We had a beautiful lighting ceremony. And another, what I noticed there was there was this thing you can't quantify. There were students everywhere. They were hugging each other, taking pictures. And they said, this is such a beautiful place. We love it. It feels like home. And to me, that sense of belonging is what we are creating through tangible and intangible and quantifiable and non-quantifiable means. Great, great. So it sounds like you've even shaped the rhythm of your work life in such a way that you have intentional encounters to participate in, in the prioritization. 
Because, I mean, some of your work can pull you away where you're just meeting with the executive staff and traveling all over to talk with major donors. It sounds like you you intentionally created, uh, along with your meeting with obviously student government dinners and other, where you're interfacing with students. I'm interfacing with students all the time. I, you know, I'm doing all, a lot of the external work. I'm meeting with, in fact, yesterday I was at the Army National Guard. You know, there was a, they had done, Indiana National Guard, they had done a huge meeting. I was there, but I'm also in student meetings when they have alumni, when they come back. So if there are job fairs, if there is a dinner, I stop by you know, and have coffee at the park every day. So I make it a point to talk to the students who are waiting in line and often apologize for cutting through line so I can get my coffee first. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But no, I, I make it a priority to meet students. In fact, I'm very pleased to share that this year's holiday card that you would both receive, Dr. Miller, Bishop Trimble, was designed by a student. We did a little holiday card competition, if you will. It is one of our students, Jenna, who designed the holiday and Christmas card. And we are we are using that as our card to share with the community about the involved, because at the end of the day, at the center of everything we do are our students. And, you know, talking to the corporate community, talking to not-for-profits, talking to donors, talking to alumni, it's all because we can serve our students better. And I am truly passionate about it. Brad, you want to get a question in because I I could I, I have a two or three more I could I might okay. eat up on. Well, of 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 course. And uh, first of all, I love that word that you were sharing there, belonging, because in my work as a pastor and even as a, in podcasting, I have found that there's kind of an, a a pandemic of its own right of loneliness and discon and disconnectedness. And anything we can do in the church world or in the academic world or in the university or communities, communities of faith or communities of academic communities to help promote positive belonging, as opposed to some of the people, you know, sometimes people get connected with things that are pretty destructive too, and that's not not healthy. But uh, tell me a little bit about how this sets of belonging then, and the community is also preparing your students for a world which is often about separation and is often about, you know, you know, uh, uh, division, division. Uh, thank you, Bishop, about that type of thing, in particular with AI and other things that are going on in the world. It's a very changing, dynamic world. How is what you're doing at UND helping prepare those students to get into that world? You know, again, an excellent question. So as you very clearly identified, one of the challenges that the pandemic has was, so we have all this information out there which is consumed in various ways without being vetted for whether information is accurate or not. And all the research suggests right now is that one of the biggest challenges students have coming in, and this is true of high school students graduating, students coming into universities, the mental health challenge, the anxiety that is being created by by perhaps this, some of it is perhaps, as you said, this negativity that surrounds our conversations is very real. In fact, it is at every level. It is at the level of our students. It is at the level of grown-up populations. In fact, our Surgeon General of this country has commented on loneliness being a pandemic in this country because people don't feel the sense of belonging. So one of the things, so this, this, you know, we, as as you might imagine, at universities, 
our focus on retaining students, whether when they come here the first year and whether we are able to retain them and graduate them, is a big one. We are dedicating resources, academic resources, of course, for tutoring, making sure that they have the academic experience, but also resources that help build communities. And I'll give you examples. So we have faith-based approach to it. We have interest-based approach to it. We have things that they can do in in being able to belong to similar thinking groups and all of that. So we dedicate specific resources, our Office of Student Affairs. In fact, I would invite you to come and even check out some of the spaces we have created where everything from the imagery that we use in terms of who belongs, you know, what the space looks like, what faces and images look like, through the conversations we are initiating and the conversations we are having with our students include, in addition to academics, this conversations around anxiety, around uh, the, the stress that our students feel. So we have our you know, formal counseling services, but also services that Reverend Lynch provides as uh, from a faith perspective. We provide all these things for our students to have what I consider positive conversations. Now, I'm also not naive because a lot of times some of this happens because of the media they consume. So I have taken it upon myself. We send out regular communications to our community. Every There's a monthly newsletter I send to our faculty that goes to our students as well. And it goes, you know, there are conversations from the provost. A lot of these conversations, anytime we have... The, the recent, the, one of the more recent examples was, you know, as these this horrific war is happening in in the Middle East. We address that from the perspective of honoring people as individuals, you know, looking for opportunities to have dialogues that are much more productive than assumptions on our parts about people of particular backgrounds, particular faith traditions. And, And it's not an easy task. I'm not saying we have solved all the problems, but we are doing everything from our perspective, to make that conversation more amenable. One of my goals is hoping uh, to going forward, there is this concept, the concept of media literacy about what information is accurate, how to vet information, how to assess whether certain information points are accurate. We do it in special in classes, but we don't ask that of all our students. If it was up to me, I would require technology literacy and media literacy as a required course or something where we are kind of infusing it in our curriculum to be able to prepare better citizens who understand information, who are able to, and also who are able to have a dialogue without, you know, arguing about the merits of one point or the other on on Instagram or Facebook or WhatsApp. I don't know any opinions that were changed by having these very toxic conversations. And that's a tough job. It's not something that I can say, hey, we have won, but we try as an institution, as a liberal arts institution in particular, uh, we try that conversation. And it's, it's, a, it's a journey. It is, it is definitely a it, journey. It. We're going to hit the pause button uh, right there on this episode, episode number 90 of To Be Encouraged with our conversation with President Singh from the University of of Indianapolis. We'll come back on episode number 91 uh, and continue this conversation. We'll particularly be talking about uh, the rootedness of a college education and how that helps us be relevant into a changing world. 
We do thank President Singh for being with us in this episode. Let's just talk about a few takeaways from our from our conversation uh, today, and just to, so you can have those to uh, focus in on. Uh, we talked about mental health and anxiety, and that's a real challenge for students and for the whole world right now. I believe it's a real challenge, but how they're doing some things proactively to face that in the in at the University of Indianapolis and. Uh, overall in college education. We also talk about the need for a sense of belonging and community within the academic environment. And this, I think, is, uh, goes into this issue that is sometimes uh, there of loneliness and isolationism. And so they talk, we talked about the, the importance of uh, prioritizing inc- inclusivity, uh, welcoming spaces, interactive spaces. This includes in the faith-based uh, perspective which I think is uh, so important. We also talked about the integration of technology and media literacy into the curriculum the students have, but actually, and how that's a part of uh, being ready for the world that we, we live in and an empowering part of things. And we also talked about the transformative power of higher education, also in light of a faith-based uh, aspects of that, to really shape people, the students' lives, and I think that's important. We're just a, just a reminder of our conversation. It reminds us of the influential role that the church plays, that a university plays, and that all that leadership in education and the faith-based space play in uh, helping to uh, uh, shape and form our society through our students. So President Singh definitely had some profound insights, and she is a very dedicated person to uh, her craft and to creating a nurturing environment at the University of Indianapolis. It's an encouraging thing, and we are all about encouragement here at To Be Encouraged. And uh, it's good to see that in the academic world and to be involved with that. Uh, President Trumbull will be back uh, with, uh, Bishop Trimble and I will be back with President Singh on episode number 91. We're going to talk about the relevance and the rapport and, and the impact of higher education upon, uh, upon our world. And that's an important thing to do. Uh, the To Be Encouraged podcast is here to be a resource for pastors and local churches and to be a point of inspiration and encouragement. The To Be Encouraged podcast is all about offering you an encouraging word for an often discouraged world. So until next time, good folks, this is Reverend Dr. Brad Miller speaking for Bishop Julius C. Trimble encouraging you to always do all the good that you can. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen to Be Encouraged. You can do just that by pointing your people to the website tobeencouraged.com. That's T-O-B-E-E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D.com. Or connect through Apple Podcast, where you can follow, rate, and review To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. When you do that, you're doing your part to bring a good word to a discouraged world. Remember to listen next week to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tribble 
And never forget, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it.